Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern. I am so grateful that you joined me this week. This week, I want to speak to those of you that are going through suffering, that have a source of pain, something in your life that feels out of control or beyond your control. And I want to encourage you with Hebrews 12, verse 2 this week. Our verse of the week says this, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I love this verse, and I don't often get to talk about this verse because it's the verse right before it that is our core verse, our central verse for Unfettered Ministries. So I want to read that too because, of course, it sets up our verse of the week. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Like I said, that is our core verse for Unfettered. We talk a lot in this ministry about breaking agreement with deception, condemnation, fear, getting anything off of us that would keep us, that would hinder us from running our race with Jesus freely so that we're not in bondage, so that we're able to believe the truth about who he is and who he says we are. But this week, we're in the next verse And what this verse is saying to us is that once again, Jesus is our example in all things. So we need to look to him directly after getting everything off of us that would slow us down in our race. As we run with perseverance, we do that how? By looking to Jesus because he is both the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith. And the primary way that we need to follow his example is in suffering. And so this verse saying, who for the joy that was set before him, he was able to endure the cross. He despised the shame, meaning he looked down on it. He scorned it or had contempt for the shame. It had no power over him because the joy of once again being reunited with his father in heaven trumped any pain or suffering that he walked through here on this earth. That is an example that he wants us to follow. He's saying to us, I want you to not only fix your eyes on me, but follow me in having joy regardless of what I ask you to walk through because you're not losing sight of what's to come. Your home in heaven, the fact that you are going to be reunited with me forever. And we're going to live together face to face in heaven for all eternity. As we just walked through the Easter season several weeks ago, I was at the Stations of the Cross at my church on Good Friday. And the story of Simon the Cyrene really grabbed me for the first time this year. I've never really meditated on that or thought a lot about it, but I did a little bit of studying because when I was at that station of the cross where Jesus was no longer able to walk with the cross or carry the cross and Simon was asked to take it for Jesus, 
that really grabbed my spirit, like I said. So in Luke 23, 26, it says, as the soldiers led him away, meaning led Jesus away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country. And they put the cross on him and they made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and welled for him. So here's a picture of a man Simon, who we believe to be of great stature because he was picked out of the crowd, he had traveled almost 900 miles from Cyrene to be in Jerusalem for Passover. So this was a arduous, probably very expensive journey for him. It was a very big deal for him to be there. Now, as a Jew carrying this bloody cross would have made him unclean which meant he wouldn't be able to participate in Passover. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be to travel almost 900 miles one way? So we're talking 1,800 miles round trip, and now he's unable to do the very thing that he set out and paid all this money and took all of this time to do. I'm guessing it took him away from his family and his livelihood So he had made this huge attempt to be there, and now he's being forced to carry this cross, which makes him unclean, which is keeping him from doing the thing that he wanted to do. And I remember when that hit me at the Stations of the Cross, I just started crying so hard because I feel that way sometimes, and I know you do too. I know sometimes it feels as though we're being asked to carry a cross that not only keeps us from doing what we want to do, which is against our will. And we're being asked like Jesus to say, not my will, God, but your will be done. But also we're being asked to carry a cross that opens us up for ridicule. Like following Jesus down the Via Della Rosa, carrying that cross meant Simon too was probably being spit on and mocked and taunted, and being treated terribly. He's carrying a cross he doesn't even want to carry, and he doesn't even know who he's carrying a cross for until they get to the end, to the crucifixion site. And the message on my heart this week, yes, directly out of Hebrews 12 too, which is we've got to look to Jesus because we don't forget the joy ahead. We endure whatever he asks us to walk through, but also looking at this example from Simon the Cyrene, if you are carrying a cross that feels too heavy for you, or you're saying, I don't want to carry this cross. This is exactly opposite of what I want to be doing. I want to participate in Passover. I don't want to be unclean. I don't want to go down that pathway. I want to go down this pathway. Or if it's opening you up to ridicule or persecution because God is asking you to do something that you don't even want to do, I want you to remember who you're carrying that cross for. I want you to remember what the suffering is for, who it's for, whatever you're being asked to go through that you would not choose that is setting you up for trial or difficulty relationally or financially or with your job, whatever Jesus is asking you to walk through and you say, Carrie, this is a cross I don't want to carry. I want you to remember who you're carrying it for. Simon didn't know that he was carrying the cross of Jesus the Messiah. He didn't know who Jesus was until he got to the end 
of that ask of being of being made to carry that over 100 pound cross on his back but you know who you're carrying your cross for you know who you are walking through whatever it is you're walking through for this last weekend I was with some of my dearest girlfriends and and we were sharing some of the difficult things that we're going through or our loved ones are going through and we were praying for each other and out loud I quoted Romans 8:17 and it says but if we are to share in his glory we must also share in his suffering and I think it's so easy for us to forget when things are hard and life gets hard and we're suffering or people we love are suffering or watching people in Ukraine suffer we're not walking through it for no reason it's not this empty pointless nothingness that we're living in and suffering that we can just hopelessly hang our head and say but but what does it even matter that I'm going through this it matters it matters to Jesus and his example is that we go through whatever the suffering whatever the pain whatever the cross is in our lives that we go through it with joy because we don't forget the end of the story that we are going home and we are going to join Jesus who is now at the right hand at the throne of the father and he is interceding for us that we would not give up that we would not lose heart, that we would not lose hope, that we would not quit, that we would endure whatever he's asking us to endure with joy because we remember today in this moment all of the joy that lies ahead for us as daughters and sons of the Most High. So it is for the joy ahead that we walk through the suffering today. And unlike Simon, who was at a great disadvantage because he didn't understand when he was asked to carry that cross, he didn't know who he was carrying that cross for, you and I know. And if I was to walk up to you and grab your precious face right now, tangibly, and say, dear one, would you walk through what you're walking through, this hardship this difficulty with your health or with your marriage or with your children or with your finances or with your job if Jesus himself were saying to you I need you to walk through this to glorify me would you agree as hard as it is if there was a point if there was a purpose if you knew that Jesus was asking you to walk through this because he was going to use it to glorify himself would you choose it and would you walk through it with joy most of us would say yes I just need to know that it matters I just need to know that there's a point to the suffering and I am telling you according to our example that Jesus set for us in Hebrews 12:2 according to Romans 8:17 according to this beautiful picture to us from Simon the Cyrene that sometime we're we're asked to carry a cross and we don't understand it till the end of the story i'm telling you it matters dear one i'm telling you that your pain and your suffering it matters to Jesus It's not lost on him. He's not turning away from you. He's saying, I need you to trust me. This is not the end of the story. And I died to make all things new. And it's not the end of the story. So you can't see how I'm going to take your pain and your suffering and make something beautiful of it. But I promise you that I will. And I'm going to make all things new. 
And I need you to hand your story, to hand your cross, your suffering, your pain back to me and say, Jesus, I choose it with joy because I remember that with you at the end of the story, you're going to make everything new. And not only that, but you're going to take what I'm walking through and you're going to use it to glorify yourself, to draw somebody else into your kingdom. You're going to use it to grow me and mature me and make me more like you. And Jesus, I know according to Romans 8, 17, that if I'm going to share in your glory, I also have to share in your suffering. Because in the suffering, I become more like you and I get to know you more. Right now, as I'm sitting at this desk, I'm looking at a sign with three large letters, J-O-Y. And my sister Kim with ALS is completely paralyzed. She's only able to move her eyeballs, but she can hold a paintbrush in her mouth. And she holds a paintbrush in her mouth, and my mom holds canvas boards and moves them for Kim so she can make these beautiful, inspirational pictures for her loved ones and for the people that pray for her. Right behind me, I have one that says hope that she painted, and right in front of me, I have one that says joy. And my sister Kim, completely paralyzed, with a trach, on a ventilator, She chooses joy, so much so that the little energy she has is she chooses to paint the word joy on a board to encourage others. And the truth is, Jesus chose joy to set the example for you and I. So our choice this week is first of all to recognize what is our cross? What is Jesus asking you to carry or endure that is too hard for you, that you don't want to walk through in your flesh, or you feel like is opening you up to ridicule and shame and being ostracized by the world or even by your loved ones and your family? Identify it and choose to give it back to him. Choose to, like the verse before our verse of the week says, Hebrews 12, 1, to throw off the things that are hindering you, that easily entangle you. Throw off the heaviness of your cross. Give it to Jesus and say, Jesus, today I am giving back to you this cross. I am giving back to you this suffering, this pain, this hardship in my life with my health, with my finances, with my relationships, with my loved ones, whatever it is, I give it back to you and I am choosing to exchange the heaviness. I am choosing to exchange the lie that you have abandoned me, the lie that what I'm walking through doesn't matter. I am choosing to give back to you the lie that my enemy whispers to me that you don't care. And I'm going through this for no reason. I give all of that to you and I take on your joy. I choose to say like you did for the joy set before me. I'm going to endure this cross, Jesus. I'm going to despise the shame because one day very soon, none of this is going to matter. And I'm going to be with you in heaven As you are at the right hand of the throne of your father, I will be with you in heaven before the father. 
singing your praises, worshiping you for all eternity. And because I know that that is true, and because I know that that is my inheritance to come, today I choose to say for the joy set before me, for the joy set before me. And I'll keep saying it for the joy set before me. I'm going to endure this cross. I'm going to despise the shame because I know what's coming. I know what's ahead and you are worth it. And if this is what you're asking me to go through for your glory, I say, yes, Jesus, I choose it. I might choose it with tears streaming down my face today. But I'm going to choose it because I believe the truth that you love me. I believe that you died for me and you saved me and you haven't abandoned me and you won't abandon me. That you are preparing me through this difficulty to share in your glory for all of eternity. That, dear ones, is the truth. That is the truth that we see from Jesus himself, from his example. That is the truth that we learn from the example of Simon the Cyrene. That is the truth that we learn from my sister Kim's example, who's walking through ALS. And I pray that it is true of my life. I pray that it is true of your life, that people would say, it's also because of your example that I believe I can walk through suffering with joy. What if somebody's watching you today? What if somebody would be drawn to Jesus because how you choose to walk through your suffering? Choose to walk through it with joy. Jesus is worth it. And Jesus is with you. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that Jesus remembered who he was, remembered whose he was, that he belonged to you. And I pray like Jesus, we would not forget that we belong to you, that like Jesus, we would say for the joy that is set before us, we're going to endure what you ask us to walk through. Whether it's loneliness, whether it's being ostracized from our family, whether it's pain or sickness or disease or children in rebellion or a marriage that is in a very difficult place, on the precipice of divorce, whether a loss of job or finances, whatever it is, whatever the suffering, whatever the pain, whatever feels like a cross that you're asking us to endure, that we don't want to endure, that makes us feel like Simon the Cyrene, I pray that we would remember who we're carrying this very small cross for compared to the cross that you cared for us. I thank you for carrying that cross for us. I pray that we would carry our small crosses with joy. That we would always say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. And if this is what you need us to go through right now in this season to glorify yourself, we say, yes, you are worth it. And we will keep our eyes on you for the joy that is set before us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. For This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.